Hey y'all, welcome to this episode of the Golly Wisdom Podcast. We're really here, like I can't believe that this podcast is still going on. By the way, I want to thank all of you guys for showing love and support to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, those of you who are watching on YouTube, shout outs to y'all. Um, but I don't want to talk too much. Today's episode, as you can see by the title, Having Faith Doesn't Mean Be Lazy. And y'all, this topic, listen... There's a lot to talk about this topic, so I don't I don't even want to just just go all around. I want us to just start and get straight into it. But today I have a special guest, and the guest that I have, y'all, she means so much to me. You know, um, I have my own sister, my big sister, my own mentor, um, everything. Deborah Darling is here. She's here. What's Welcome. up? <laughs> Not though. What's up? We in the building. We in the building. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we in the building. We in the building. By the way, how are you doing? I'm good. You're doing good. Yeah, I'm good. My voice is like half. She like, she done lost her voice a little bit. Listen, the AC is ACing. I thought you lost your voice because of singing. It's both. It's like a combination of no rest, ministry, mm-hmm. and AC. All right. So for those of you who are looking like, who is she? Like, how how can we describe you? Because like how I describe her may not be how y'all want. <laughs> so. I guess it's because I wear many hats. Right. So it depends in what capacity you meet me in. Right. Because I'm a part-time comedian too. Yeah, I like that. I like that part more. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, I'm just going to give a little disclaimer. This podcast might straight up be jokes. Um, We're going to try our best not for it to be that way. All right. But but because we really believe that there's something that you're going to get out of this. And and Deborah, the reason why we really chose, I chose this topic for us to talk about is that being, um, having faith doesn't mean be lazy. Is that when I look at you, you're like a pure example of, yeah, God is in my life and God is there, but I'm not going to be lazy. Like, I see you do ministry and then take care of family, kids, right, and the husband. And I see you having your own business. Like, y'all, what doesn't she do? Like, she literally does everything. She's in the United States right now because of ministry. And it's like. Many people can stop at that place where they're like, yeah, you know, I have faith. Yeah. And um, God said he's going to do it. Yeah. But I've literally seen you make your own stuff on Canva. Like, she's our own designer, y'all. She'll design graphics. I'm a photographer. She I'm do a videographer. Everything. I edit. I, yeah. Everything. And it's like, I think for our generation, there's so much of, oh, God just said it, and I'm just going to wait for him to mm-hmm. do it. Um, the title I really have for this <laughs> this video was a little harsh, so we kind of talked about it a little bit it, it, it to change a, it. It wasn't a little harsh. It was really harsh. It was really harsh. Right. But it comes from the place where it's like many of us think that just because the Holy Spirit is there or God said something, we just sit there and cross our legs and think it's going to happen. Yeah. But before we get, we, we, we get into that, I, wanna, I, want, I want them to know how we met. Do you remember how we met? It was back in 2018. Oh my gosh. We're in 2022. Yeah. Wow. It was first we met online. Right. And then you were part of the protocol and planning team for right. an event that I was going to be at. Mhm. Um I believe so. Yeah, and then we met in person and we hit it off from then like he was my little brother straight away. It was so natural. It was so <laughs> natural. And I remember um you know Signing up to be about to be in the mentorship program, remember? Yeah. Yes. That that was so amazing. Like 
I connected so much with Deborah and her story, um, and also being like the only child and all that stuff. And I'm the only child, so it was just like I was like, oh my god, that's like my big sister, you know, the sister dad. Because I get it. Yeah. So um, we basically met, and um, long story short, we just connected, we clicked, and um, it's just been good since then. It's been a blessing, and uh, every time we meet, either she's eating Popeyes, we're eating Popeyes together, or Something. Food has to be in the middle of us. I think Popeyes need to pay me. I think they need to sponsor you. I think they need to sponsor me and pay me. <laughs> they really need to. I'm being for real. No, like yeah. Popeyes, if you see this, like I should sponsor. be sponsored. Sponsor. I've put people onto Popeyes. Right. And I'm not even from the US. And that's true. She really did. But um just like we like to do, um, I want to ask you, what yeah. is faith? To you, what is faith, right? What is faith? We're talking about having faith doesn't mean be lazy, but what is faith to you? Faith is the... The Bible already tells us what faith is in right. Hebrews chapter 12. Um, but I also want to... Not that I'm taken away from Scripture, right? but I also believe that we all have different experiences of faith right um and faith is pretty much believing in what you cannot see mm. but hoping that it's gonna happen hoping having that hope that it's 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 gonna come to pass you're gonna see right. it you're gonna you, you can't see it right now but you're gonna see it and that could be anything that could be um something physical it could mm. be something mental it could be you know something it could be financial it could right. it could be anything but hoping you can't see it right now you can't probably even see a way for it to, to come happen. to happen that's for good for it to happen yeah that's this good this is it there are no means mm -hmm. for you to even make it happen or for you to see anybody else make it happen right. but you've got the hope that it's going to happen mm -hmm. And it's definitely not not that it might happen. Right. It's going to. It's happen. going to. It That's an assurance. It's there's an assurance to it. Like it's gonna be tangible. It's gonna happen. And I love that, right? I love what you said. And that's the thing because like there's an assurance. But I I, I found that the whole thing when it comes to having faith, oftentimes all all the time, is not easy to have faith. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes like you are literally there like. Okay, when is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? It's like having faith sounds so easy, but sometimes it's so hard. Yeah. Especially when you see people around you receiving the very thing that you've been praying for, asking mm -hmm. God for, whatever the case may be. And so, like, have you had any time in your life where it was like, like, faith faith was just tired? Like, it was just like, all right, God, like, I have faith, but this this thing, you're going to have to. Faith weren't faithing. Yeah. Is there yeah. any experience like that in your life? Any story like that in your life? Loads. Yeah. I think people automatically look at people like myself, so like people who minister a lot and mm -hmm. share the word a lot and automatically think that we are faithed on right. all the time. Right. But uh, although we are spirit beings having a flesh experience, mm -hmm. sometimes our flesh is a little bit louder. Yeah. And when the flesh is loud, the the faith is not. Yeah, that's good. Did you did you catch that? When the flesh is loud, the faith is not. Right. 
<laughs> I got. I just got to give it up for that one. That was good. I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to tweet that. Like what? That's good. Um, and so I've had many experiences, right? Um, especially with becoming a new mother, right? Where there are some days where it's like, God, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you see me? Yes. <laughs> and I have to. Sometimes I can't even really in myself, and I bless God for having certain people in my life, i.e. Right. my husband, mm. who can speak back into me and say, babe, you know what you need to do? Go and pray. Shout out to my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to him. No, he's literally like, yeah. you know right now your flesh is loud. Right. Go wake up the spirit, man. Oh, that's good. Like, when your flesh is loud. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even know that it's our flesh. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think we're... Because, you know, I feel like society is always like, be in the moment. I know. And you need to feel. And I'm not saying those things are wrong, mm -hmm. right? But I'm saying it doesn't need to be louder than your spirit, right. man. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's true. Because we, we, we play on this emotional stuff too much. And that's where your faith gets rocky and shaken. Like, emotions can be deceptive sometimes. Right. Oh, you know I, the heart. That emotions thing. My pastor has a way of saying it that your 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 emotions is your number one false prophet. Yo, I'm gonna say amen to that. <laughs> like one minute is saying this, the other minute is saying yes, that. Yes, I agree. And it's something powerful that you said that your husband literally sometimes have to tell you. Yeah. That hey, you're a little fleshy right now. Yo. And I think that it 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 it, it brings all of us to the point. That having faith, it can almost be impossible to have faith if you don't have the right people around you, mm -hmm. right? Because, like, he's able to speak to you and say, hey, do that, mm -hmm. right? So the friends you have around you, for those of y'all who are listening, it's like, make sure the friends, the family members who have around you are people who can literally speak into your life and also check you. Like You can't be surrounded by yes men. Yeah, everybody love you. You're doing good all the time. Like, y'all, when my pastor, whom I love, Pastor Joe Asma. We love you. We love you, Pastor. When he gives it to me, like, I'll be bawling. Like, Remember I gave it to you. For you, I, didn't, I was. Y'all see, see I wasn't trying to go there. I tried to use pasta as an example. Go on, go on. You go, I'm gonna let you tell this one. Oh, gosh, I'm nervous. Since I'm big sis or extraordinaire, go on. I, I don't think I did anything, y'all. Go on. I didn't do anything. Talk. I don't think I did mm -mm, anything. Mm -mm, mm -mm. It's your podcast. Talk. <sighs> Need water. Silent. <laughs> Y'all, when Deborah gave it to me, I did not know what to do with myself. And this is what I took from it. That when people who you look up to or your friends or when anybody check you, you have two options. To be proudful, mm. full of pride, or to take a step back, acknowledge your emotions that, yes, this hurts, mm -hmm. and say, what can I do better? I'm trying my best not to really tell y'all what really happened because I feel like they're about to tell it. <laughs> but just, okay, how about you tell it? It's not my podcast. 
<laughs> no, it's yours. It's yours. Mm-mm. You're in here with me. I'm here with you. I'm a, I'm a little nervous. Start start it and I'll finish it. Okay, so this was during mentorship. Oh gosh, I'm already sweating. Yes, go ahead. And okay, I won't I won't go into details. Right. But this was during mentorship. I mean, it's real. It's real. But, no, this is real transparent. Right, but right. I'm not gonna like give. Right. I don't need to give the nitty gritty. True. And um, Clifford was really like on this. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should go to this church anymore. And this and this and this. And my pastor's not checking for me. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh no, you were fleshy." Right, fleshy. <laughs> and the flesh was real loud. Real loud. And. You were very much like, but he's not checking for me. And right. I don't think I want to go there anymore. And da, 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 and this, that, and the thought. And at the time, I didn't even know who your pastor was. That's crazy. I had no idea who his pastor was. But I believe the Spirit of God told me to tell him, go and check for your pastor if he ain't checking for you. Who? Mm. Listen. Okay. I was like, why are you so focused on the fact that he ain't checking for you? Go check for him. Right. And it's so crazy because now, years down the line, I've gotten close with this pastor. Yeah. And I didn't know that was your pastor. It's crazy how it happened. Like, it's just... And imagine if I told you to leave the church. That would have been crazy. And you got there and it's like, that was his pastor. Oops. That would have been an oops moment on me. Sorry. So I I thank God that he allowed two things. Mm -hmm. Allowed me to not be fleshy when you were being fleshy. Oh, that's a whole prayer point. I really thank God for that. Yeah. And so I was able to give you a word that you needed to hear. And number two, for you being receptive. Right. Because hadn't you also received that word? I don't know where I would have been by now. Because I have seen your life literally change being under that leadership. It's crazy. And it's true. And wherever I go, I'm not embarrassed to say that. I I love my pastor. You guys understand, right? And what Deborah said is really true. Many of us, there are a lot of y'all who think your mentors or your pastors are supposed to chase you. They're not. That no. is not their job. Nobody got time for that. You're the one that is supposed to be looking for them because they're the one that have what you need. Yeah. Like, they have what you need. You're supposed to be seeking after them. And many times we can get so much full of ourselves, right? Me, 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 that, you know, we just... And, and that's fleshy. That's fleshy. And not only is that fleshy, that's low-key devilish. It is. Because the devil wants you to always point to self. Yes. Pride, pride comes before the fall. Like, it's, people think the devil's going to come with his horns and bright red. And no, the first step is you start really pointing to self. Mm. There's self-awareness and then there's over-self-importance. Wow. Can you, can you um, explain that a little bit? I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Okay, so like there's Mm -hmm. this thing where you are aware of who you are. Okay. You're aware of your emotions. You're Mm -hmm. aware of um, your weaknesses. You're aware of when you are out of line. You know yourself enough. Mm -hmm. And then over self-importance comes with entitlement where you believe that you deserve more than what you do. That's true. Like there is this sense of no, but. And that's what you had. Let me tell you straight. Like, why ain't he checking for me? Right. Why should he check for you? He don't need to. He really don't need to. (laughs) Yo, that's crazy. And I think it's because also at the time you were receiving attention from 
others yes. because you had started like doing more ministerial wow, stuff. That's true. So because you were enjoying that attention, mm-hmm. your flesh was enjoying that. Like, right. and there's nothing wrong with that because you were being affirmed, right. and you wanted that same affirmation in a different area of your life. Mm-hmm. But I guess in that season, you needed to cleave before you got that. That's true. But you weren't willing to. You not that you weren't willing. You weren't aware of that. I wasn't. You know, so funny. When I finally decided to go, the first thing he told me, I'll never forget, is that don't let the applause of people get into your head. Wow. And he told me the story about the mosquito, the baby mosquito going out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the baby mosquito went out and it was like, it came back. I was like, mom, mom, everybody was clapping for me. Everybody was clapping for me. And then the mom was like, no, they weren't. They were trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. Because when people see mosquitoes, That's they're like, crazy. they're like, Trying to kill it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, a few weeks after that, one of his friends, which is Reverend Denzel, which is also my mentor as well. Love him. Um, I love him. <laughs> he he was like, Clifford, know this, like, that you're like a bee. Everybody like what you produce is, but nobody actually wants you. Which is the honey. Like a bee literally produces honey. It's like, I want that. But think about it. If a bee was in this room right now. We killing it. <laughs> like, we no, will no. kill it, dip, no. run away, all that. And you know what's funny? My name literally means bumblebee. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just learned something about you today. Yeah, Deborah means bumblebee. I did not know that. It's Hebrew. My name Clifford means a bridge. Oh, the bumblebee and the bridge. Yeah. Exactly. Bumblebee and a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should read it on the podcast. I know, right? <laughs> bumblebee and the, <laughs> and the bridge podcast. But we were talking about all this you know, mentorship stuff, all that, and and people being able to tell you when you're wrong, right? To tie into this whole thing when you're too fleshly in your faith. And I thank God that at that moment you did that for me because if you didn't, I was probably going to find myself outside of the church. And it was going to be worse because, like, when I wasn't in the church the first time when I wasn't saved, like, obviously I was wilding. But I think it gets worse when you come inside the church and and then leave again, right? And looking at my life now, like, I'm thinking about the amount of people who God has brought to his kingdom alone, yet alone our church, just through that. For you, it was just, like, one obedience step just letting me know something. But that was a seed for me to go to my pastor, stay there, submit, and serve under him. By the way, I'm, I'm going to chip this in here. If you want to have access to any leader, any pastor, any mentor, don't showcase your gifts. <laughs> that is not the place to show them that you know how to preach. They they don't care about that. It is it is time and place for you to serve them. And literally, y'all, I could have with stayed, a good heart. With though. a good heart. With a good heart. Like, don't just go serving saying, "Oh, I'm just trying to I'm serving to get." Because I've had people do that in my life. That's dangerous. Very. Because it's like then it goes back to the entitlement th- thing, where they're like, "Oh, why didn't she give me this?" Why didn't he give me that? Why didn't she give me a platform when she did an event where I wasn't I ministering? And it's like, for me, like, sitting on the pastor, my pastor, and we're we're literally gossiping about pastor today. Sorry, pastor, we love you. But it's like, learning and sitting on the pastor has literally taught me so much that I don't even want platform. Yeah. Because, like, the closer you get to it, you really realize that ministry is really... Not about the platform. It's That's like one percent. What le- legit? Like I see him do stuff beyond Sunday, and I'm like, whoa. 
what he does outside, and this is like any pastor or any right. man, man or woman of God, what you see forefront, a lot went on behind the scenes that you didn't see mm-hmm. for maybe the 30-minute word that you heard right. or maybe for the one-hour worship set. So much happened prior to that. Because some of these men and women of God have families. They had to sort out their house. (laughs) They had to check their house, put their house in order. They had to sort out some members. Mm -hmm. This is None of this is in the front, though. You can't see any of this. You won't see it. You won't see see the fact that maybe Pastor didn't sleep last night because he was on the phone to somebody who was suicidal. Mm. You won't see that he's tired because he's had to run around from hospital to hospital mm. or somebody just gave birth or somebody needs somebody's child is literally on the verge of leaving the church so he needs to go and counsel the family right. there's a marriage that's in danger like you don't see any of these things that happen behind and off the stage all, right. all you see is what happens on the stage and you think i want to do that and that's what we go after <laughs> I, i'm thinking about one of one of the one of the things I want to have Pastor on here to talk about is what is ministry. Like literally, our generation have that messed up. But I, you see, you see, you see why? I'm no, really no, you can't. Y'all. Wait, wait, pause. And this ain't my podcast, but it's gonna be mine for like literally. It's yours. Sixty seconds, right? Go ahead. You can't make statements like that and brisk and quickly move. Because on. I'm, because I know. No, because the start, people finna be in your comments. If I start, <laughs> okay. We really don't understand ministry for real. And I'm, I'm going to say it in a short... Why do you say that? A short th- statement that, that I've, been, I've been just... I've been learning a lot, right? Do you think it's all of us that don't understand it? Not everybody. Okay, so now I need but, you to... But, but now I need people, you to reword your statement. Okay. My big sister is, is teaching me, y'all. By the way, <laughs> the mentorship is happening even on this podcast. <laughs> like, so some people... In mm-hmm. our generation, do not really understand ministry. Is it that they don't understand ministry or they haven't been taught ministry? Both. Okay. Some people don't understand it because they haven't been taught. Mm-hmm. And some people don't understand it because they're not making the decision to learn. Okay. Right? And so we See, this think... This is what I needed you to say. Not just that. Not, <laughs> I know. You be, can't just say a statement. Be, before they use it for something. Um, but yeah, so like, because like ministry, we think it's like the platforms, the mics, the microphones and the, the stage, the lights, but ministry is meeting human needs, right? And so whether that is on stage or off stage. It's service. It's service. Serving. People, people, I need, I need everybody to understand this. Right. When somebody is even ordained as a minister, True. or ordained a servant, mm-hmm. but yet we are running just for the because some people don't know what the word minister means. Mm-hmm. I need everyone to understand that minister literally means servant. servant. And when you are ordained as a servant, it's just public recognition right. that this person serves here. True. Does it? That's how it is. <laughs> That's it. Whether you have a title or not, you're a servant. Yeah. Title or not. And that's the thing. It's like, that's why I didn't want to get into this. No, we no. the thing is, you, we have to get into it because right. it goes back to the point of the laziness thing. Right. And the reason why I say that, it's because once you understand that you are a servant in mm-hmm. whatever capacity God puts you in mm-hmm. or whatever capacity God gives you, there is a duty to serve in it. Right. 
You're probably thinking, what do, you, what do I mean? As your sister, I have a duty to serve you right. in the capacity as a sister. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's not always pretty. True. <laughs> right? Right. And also as my brother, mm-hmm. you also serve me in capacities that sometimes people don't even know of. Right. Unless I'm like, you know, guys, like Cliff does this. Right. And this and this and this. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the same thing in marriage. Like, there's ways that people only think my uh, husband only serves as a keyboardist. I'm like, nah. That's like 2%. What you see is two, it's 2%. Like, right. you watch a 15-minute video of me singing and because you saw him and he's, oh, yeah, that's what her husband does. What? Right. This man literally speaks life into me. This man right. literally carries me. He covers me. Right. Um, he serves. And not just as a keyboardist. He serves in different capacities. Mm-hmm. The same way I serve him, too. Um, God gives us different roles in our lives and in those roles serving is tied to it so when you are in church there is a ser- certain service you are supposed to be doing mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean you have to join a team to serve that's good that's good to me. You can literally have the role of smiling at every person you see on Sunday. Making somebody day better. That's serving. That was though. actually what made me stay at my church. Wow. They were too nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody was But cheesy. you needed that. They didn't remember my name. I was like, oh my No, God. but this is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. You needed I that. I did. I did. And that was Before their I even service heard a to word. you. That was their service to you. That's good. That was. I really was. They were ministering to you without you even realizing they were ministering yeah, to you. They were serving a need that you probably didn't even know. I didn't even know had. I needed that. And that's what Jesus did with the woman at the well. He tended to her need before he even did anything else. That's good. Before the deliverance, he tended to her need. A need. And he did whatever he could do to go through, go to her. Yeah. <sighs> Service. So this podcast, Golly Wisdom Podcast, yep. the reason why I really started this podcast is, is, is to go deeper. Mm-hmm. I believe that there are a lot of people in our generation, um, especially this generation. I feel, I feel like this is a generation that we have a lot of knowledge. Yeah. Um, we have access to a lot of knowledge. Like you can access. Good any, and bad. Like anytime. Right and wrong. Right. True and false. <laughs> True. So I had to add it. <laughs> so it's like we have so much, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's no application of that knowledge. So the whole so you're reason why we ain't got wisdom. Oh, you're trying to yes. say? Okay. So like the whole purpose. <laughs> I just needed to clarify. <laughs> By the way, I'm the one that will go all around. Deborah is the one that will be like, I'm oh, a straight shooter. Boom. Right. So it's like the whole purpose <laughs> of this podcast <laughs> is to apply whatever it is that we've learned mm-hmm. in our lives. So somebody's watching, they're like, all right, I get it. I'm, l- I'm listening to this podcast. You know, I've been, I've been lazy, right? Even though I have faith, I've been lazy. Mm-hmm. And I look at your life, Deborah, and it's like, you're a songwriter, worshiper, mother, wife. I don't like laziness. Laziness, like laziness brings you poverty. I, I'm not, I'm not, I want, I and, want. And, and, and you know what? I have a scripture. I'm not trying to be poor. She went there. Because the scripture in Proverbs 13 for, again, you guys know we have to read a proverb every 
um, episode. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of, of the diligent shall be made rich. Come on now. So when you're literally working, simple. When you're not lazy, you become rich. Not just money-wise, but in all areas of your life. Yes. Thank you. So it's like, you can have money and still be poor. Say it again. You can have money. Money. And still be poor. Lots of money. Like, you can have all the money and your attitude is just poor. Stank. Like. Mm. So, (laughs) the question is, how do you... Make sure that with all that you do, don't stay lazy and do each one of them well. Because I literally watch you and that's, that's literally what you do. So somebody's watching is like, okay, how can I do that? What will you say? Number one, I don't do it with my own strength. And I'm not saying this because I'm Christian. Yeah. I'm saying this because I know and love the Lord. And I understand that strength is not something that is great in human capacity or human form, but it is unending when it's in God form. Right. So my strength is limited. His strength, there is no limits. If I tap into his, Mm -hmm. I can do all things. And so for me, I wake up, Every day. I'm going to give you both the spiritual and the practical. Right. Spiritually, I tap into God. I literally say, Holy Spirit, help me. True. Like, I'm not saying, um, this is not a joke. Mm -hmm. I literally say, even when I'm in labor, Mm. Holy Spirit, help me. Wow. The Holy Spirit's a helper, but you can't activate it if you don't want the help. I say, I want the help. I'm like, help me. I need it. Please. All of my help. (laughs) Literally, mm-hmm. um, that's like the spiritual aspect for it, of right. it for me. Second of all, I'm big, big, big on organization and systems. Yeah, you cannot build on chaos. Ooh, that's a tweet. You can't. Cannot. Build. When when you see builders building a house, right. look how long it takes to do the foundation before they actually That's build true. the house. They cannot build on 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 chaos. Right. They have to make sure that foundation part is right, and that's where organization comes in for me. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I use my house as an example. I know where everything is. Yeah. Everything has. Oh, I say this all the time. Everything in my home that's has true. a home. Mm. I know where everything is, number one. I don't like to, I never like to not know where something is. Right. That freaks me out. If you put it there, you want to make sure you know exactly where it is. That freaks me out to not know where something is. Mm. Number two, again, based on organization, is that Mm -hmm. you have to be time efficient. You have to learn how to do things well quickly. But that takes time. Well, quickly. That takes time. The first time, wow. it might take you a bit longer. Keep mm-hmm. doing it. Keep, Keep doing, doing it. it. Keep doing it. Time yourself. Like, literally, time yourself until you're good at it in a short space of time. That's time efficiency. Mm-hmm. You also have to learn how to be punctual. Being punctual saves time. Right. Time is a commodity. You don't get it back. Once spent, you don't get it back. Yeah. 
So it's an investment that when you do get back, you don't get it back in time. You get it back in other things. Right. Once you spend it, you get it in something else. It's an exchange. And if you don't spend it well, you never get it back. So, for example, if you spend your time on Netflix, you're not getting it back. If you spend your time on social media, if you're not learning anything on social media, because you could be watching a great live stream that is teaching you something, that's fine. Right. But if you're just flicking Like your through, live stream. What live stream did I like do? Like watching your live stream. Oh, sometimes I'd be joking, child. <laughs> But 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 even <laughs> even sometimes you need the jokes though. Sometimes you just love this medicine. The Bible yeah. tells me that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really good medicine to the bones. So that's that's why I say. That's why was, people ask me why I got so much energy because I laugh all the time. It's good. I like to be funny. Yeah, life life is too <laughs> serious. Some people will be okay. take it too personal. No, but literally organization, right? Systems, prayer, and putting things in place. Mm. I think ahead. Right. Yes, I don't worry. I try not to worry too much about because I'm I can be a warrior. Yeah. Like not a warrior as in a fighter, as in I worry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my husband has to re- really help me reel it in sometimes yeah. because I be thinking about two weeks time, like oh my gosh, and so what if I I don't do this and I can't do this? And he's like, faith is now. He's like, can you like stop? Right, just stop. You're winding yourself. If up. you start doing that, start freaking me out. Yeah, that's what I freak. Like out. I have to like get out the like I can't like. Like, I have friends like that. When they start doing that, I'm like, bro, the day I, didn't even end yet. I plan in adv- I plan everything to the T. I plan how long something's going to take me. Right. So, for example, for this podcast, right. while I was upstairs, I timed in my head how long my makeup was going to take mm. so that I can plan how long I can lie down for. <laughs> That's real. So that I can plan how long I have to prepare for my ministration. Right. So that I can plan and know that my ministration is going to be this long. I give room for me to, to for me to also do extra ministration within my ministration. Wow. I also plan what time I'm going to sleep and what time I'm going to wake up. And if I do wake up late, what things have I put in place in order for me to be able to wake up late? So whatever I want to do so that I can wake up late, I do before I go to sleep. So, for example, I will go to bed and make sure my kitchen is clean so that I can lie in bed. So when I wake up, I have nothing to clean. I hope I'm making sense. No, it's making sense. There is a lot that goes into me being able to do what I do. It's taken years. Right. So it's a process. It's It's for me to, I think this is probably taken, when did I meet you? 2018? 2018. Six years. Wow. To do everything that I'm currently doing, and I'm still not at full capacity, right. but to be doing everything that I'm doing now, it's taken, no, seven years. Because for me to learn how to deal with children, I first became a nanny. Wow. So that gave me lessons on how to deal with my kids. So I wasn't, ne- I was learning on the job, but I had a lot of background. So can I say this, that before you had kids? Mm-hmm. I was looking after other people's kids. That, so, so, so sometimes the reason why, I, your process of waiting for the promise feels like oh, faith. Faith is not working. Could potentially be the fact that you're just sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> and if you sit there and do nothing. No, literally. You're going to be like, where are my kids? But if you're over there watching after somebody else's kids, and that God is using that to build you and mm-hmm. grow you, that's good. Because Fernando always says, like, if you didn't know what you were doing with the kids, I don't know what we'd be doing. I know, right? He's like... We be, we be just looking at each other. We'll be crying. We'll be looking at each other just crying. You start crying with them. <laughs> start crying with the babies. Oh, wow. Um, but literally, like, I know I've said the word literally so many times, but it's yeah. true. 
that everything, if you allow God to order your steps, mm-hmm. he Ooh. doesn't He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't. Everything leads into something. When I became a nanny, everyone thought I was weird because I'm I'm a qualified forensic scientist. Wow. What is what is a forensic scientist doing looking after babies? Somebody's kids. Right. Yeah. Not knowing that I had never changed a diaper before. Wow. And so when I got into that role of working in a kindergarten, I was changing diapers. I learned how to change diapers, yeah. but I learned how to do them fast. I now have three babies under three that all wear diapers. And so when they wake up in the morning, it's literally you up, done, chain, you up, done, chain, you up, done. Okay, everybody into the bathroom, you brush your teeth, brush your teeth, you down, down. Like it's like, goom, goom, goom. Like when I wake up, you, let me stop, all right, let me stop, let me stop, stop, bro. No, but. Mm-hmm. That season taught me for this season because God, I believe God knew I'd be in a season of ministry right. where I would need to be able to do things quick so that yeah. I'd have time to put my kids to do stuff so that I could mm. go ahead at night and prepare for a mentorship class right. or I could prepare for women at war or right. like so that I could be here. Like my kids are in UK right now, I'm in the States right now, right. but I put things in place to be here. Mm. So that when I go back, it's like okay, back into routine again. Mm. But that's that's what allows me to keep going. It's the it's a lot of work to get to this point. But when you get to this point, everything flows. You've got to do the background stuff. You've got to put the systems in place. Once the systems are in place, mm-hmm. your life begins to flow. So people ask me, like, do you rest? Yeah, I watch Netflix. I watch Real Housewives. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I actually chill. Live life. But it's because I have systems. Right. They're like, so how do you do it? I have systems. Yeah. I don't leave dishes in the sink. Like, Oh, no, I <laughs> it's, can't. It's very like, rare. I'm one of those people, when I'm done, like, that's the rule in my house. I've been growing up. Like, as soon as you're done, wash it. Like, Your even to empty. now, even though, like, you know, like, parents sometimes, like, there are houses where, like, parents will want to, like, like you wash them for them and all that. Like my house, like if my dad is finished, like he'll still like he'll, if my mom is done, he'll, she'll wash it because like mm-hmm. I can't I can't watch it. I can't. But these are all things that right. reduce time for later. Right. But people don't realize because the more times you, the more you procrastinate, mm-hmm. the more you're likely to be. Am I even saying this well? Let it up. I don't even know if, I'm, if it's grammatically correct. Just okay. let it go. <laughs> the more mm-hmm. you procrastinate, right. the more you're going to be lazy. Mm-hmm. Because the more the job gets bigger, right. and the more you're like, I want to do it, I want to do it. And it gets bigger, I want to do it, right. I want to do it, I want to do it, right. I want to do it, yeah. I want to do it. I don't want to do it. And it keeps growing. And it just, it just grows until it gets to this point where you're like, it's no longer I don't want to do it. It's I can't do it. I can't do it. Wow. So that means that this is just so good. This is blessing me, myself. But that means that being lazy is not the first thing. I think being lazy, like getting to that point where it's like laziness, like the end result. Yeah. It starts by you pushing it away mm-hmm. and pushing it away and pushing it mm-hmm. away. So if you're, if you're listening and you've been pushing some stuff away, just, just go and do it. Just do it. Wow. Those are some great points, though. Is there any other points that you forgot? Hmm. What else do I do? I do? invest in myself. 
you invest in yourself? What does that look like? Anything I need to learn, I'm going to learn it. Okay. Anything that I need to learn to do what I need to do, I'm going to do it. Right. I'm going to learn it. Right. So, for example... At the time, I needed graphics. I didn't have the money for graphics. Right. So I learned. I went on to YouTube and I yeah. studied how to use Photoshop. Man. I studied how to use That's Canva. why we just clicked. Like, I literally, YouTube University, everything yep. I have now. I went on to YouTube and I learned how to use Canva. Wow. I learned, I would go on some of these Instagrammers that would do free classes and webinars. Mm. I would go on and learn literally how to use Canva, how right. to use Photoshop. Mm. So that's how I learned how to use. Now, just because I attended the classes doesn't mean I know how to do it. I now had to put those into practice. True. The first few times it'd be looking wild, child. <laughs> but after a while, you get into, I believe, again, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. He right. will give you that creative mind mm. where you, you put things together and you're like, wow, I did that. Right. And then yeah. people will gas you up like, excuse me, who made this for you? I'm like, no, I did myself. Me? I did. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I will literally learn what I need to learn, right. and I learned how to. I will. I learned how to use Zoom very well. Mm. I learned how to use Canva very well. I learned how to use Photoshop very well. I learned how to use Instagram very well. Mm. I learned how to use all these editing apps. If you go onto my phone, it's just editing apps. Yeah. For different things, and I use every app for a different type of feature that it has um but i learned how to use them because at the time i didn't have the money to pay somebody to do it now you will get to a point where you can buy time yes oh my god i think i'm there okay i think i'm there explain to the people what buying time looks like oh yes i think i'm there because i need to hire people but anyway please yes buying time basically means there are some jobs that you may need to get done, but if you pay somebody to do them, right. you buy time to do something that makes more money than what you use to pay them. Yeah. I hope everybody understood no, that. I, I really, it makes sense to me. Yeah. So you use that money to pay somebody to make more money yeah. than what it costs to pay them. Yeah. What does that look like? Let's just say, Again, let's go back to this cleaning your house thing. Right. It's just the easiest thing. Oh, let's talk about flyers. Mm -hmm. If I need to make a flyer, I know now flyer takes me like 10 minutes, but depending on what I'm trying to do, though, sometimes it could take me days because my mind is just blank. But I could pay somebody like, okay, $100 Mm -hmm. to make me some graphics. That might take me a few hours. And in that time, I can write an ebook that I can charge for and make money in my sleep. Right. So I could have paid a hundred dollars for the graphics for sure. it. I but I use that time to make something that maybe cost ten, twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. If ten or five people buy that, I've made my money back. back After that time. it's profit. Yeah. That's how you buy your time back. I hope that That makes sense. Yeah. I and and listen, man, we, we gonna have to you know, part two. Do a part two. Because we didn't talk about nothing. We have so much more to talk about. But it's like... I you really might even have to change what the title is. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We went, we went, we went like this. We go, we like and then that. went there, went here. It's, it's, but it's fine. I love it. I, I, I'm pr- I pray that you guys have been blessed by it. And um, I really think I'm there at that point where I need to start buying time. Because 
I was talking to a friend about it, like, yo, like, there's so much stuff to do now. And for me, I want to make sure that I'm doing everything that I need to do well. It's not just about doing stuff, but doing them with excellence. So, Can I tell you something? Yeah. You can pay for someone to do your setup, and all you have to do is sit down and record. Oh, I can't wait. No, the reason why I'm telling you to do that is because Mm -hmm. in the time that they're setting up, you can be putting something else together that can make you money. Right. Just saying. Noted. Thank you. Thank you. I really love you, sis. I love you. You just had a mentorship session. I just had a whole... (laughs) Listen, I think this was from... Let me tell you, this episode was for me more than y'all but if it blessed y'all just take it but i know it blessed me but um thank you so much um if you guys want to really um connect with deborah please make sure you guys check the comment section below and for those of you guys who are listening on apple Podcasts and spotify check the show notes it will be all in the description and you guys can connect with her but thank you i i I appreciate thank you i appreciate you. you for doing this with me always peace